This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm Manuel Feit. Here is Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, very, very well. Um, absolutely delighted that the international break is over. Uh, I, I know some people quite enjoy watching their countries. And actually, Scotland did really well this weekend. So uh, I can't complain, but uh, I've been distracted with other stuff. And I'm just happy to get back into the same old grind of uh, domestic football. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean... It's nice to have a break. I, I know you took the first week off of the international break. I took the second week off. Um, but yeah, back at it tomorrow. Taking the train back to Munich from Vienna. And then uh, straight into action. Um, I'm going to Bayern against Leverkusen. And I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, first time this season at the Allianz Arena, Stefan. So should be good. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like it's going to be a great game. It's probably a good place to start, actually, isn't it? Yeah, we should probably jump into that game right after this break. This episode of the Gegen Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even Golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, BLEAV50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So yeah, um, obviously we always pick each uh, g- game of the week, and uh, because I am at Bayern against Leverkusen, that is my match of the week, and I am predicting a ton of goals, and um, I am not predicting that anyone is going to win it either. So I'm going for a two-two draw here, which is of course is not going to help anyone. I think. That is exactly what I've gone for as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting game, actually. I won't actually be able to watch it because I'm going to a jazz festival, if you can believe it. Mm. Um, but um, I'll be looking forward to uh, I'll record it and I'll watch it in full on Saturday. Um, yeah, I just think this is going to be a match which might actually end up suiting Bayer Leverkusen quite a lot. Um, yeah. I think they suit when they get to play that kind of counter-attacking style of football. 
Um, the players are kind of getting back into the rhythm of things. Um, I don't think, and, and sorry, and I think probably the most important thing is that there's really no expectation on them to go and go to Munich and get a result. Uh, yeah. There's no pressure on Siona to, you know, pick up points in this game, save his job. Uh, from what I, you know, from what I've been, shall I say, reading in the tea leaves around the club this week, mm. Um, mm. there's no. This game isn't really seen as a match in which he has to prove himself. Obviously, a result would be great, but so I just think Leverkusen kind of go into this game with no expectation, but also potentially quite well equipped for this game and of course Bayern Munich don't really look like they've kind of turned a corner with their bad form so I have no doubt that Bayern will be able to kind of break Leverkusen down just because I think um, I still think Leverkusen are quite limited with their decade goals at the moment and that that defence isn't really working but Mm. yeah goals good contest entertaining match uh, and a a point apiece I think yeah I I, I... I feel quite confident with my prediction, and obviously you do too. I think that there's a lot riding on this game for Nagelsmann. I don't think this is a scenario there. He's going to get fired or anything if he's not going to win here, but um, it's not going to get any easier for him, let's say it that way, if they don't win. And I think that's going to help Leverkusen quite a bit because it means that you're probably going to see I, you're going to probably actually see a very similar game to Germany's game against England, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that the, the Bayern attack will try a lot, but that doesn't necessarily lead them to have the sort of stability that you need in defense against a, a pretty good Leverkusen side. And I mean, one of the big stories uh, this week in Germany was, of course, that Patrick Schick hasn't been scoring a lot of goals, right? And mm. you just know, with strikers, it's always the famous catch-up bottle isn't it? You, you you hit the bottom of the bottle and hit it and hit it and hit it and all of a sudden it comes all out at once and I, I think with Patrick Schick it's only a matter of time until that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I just think it's I think it's going to be a it's going to be a great game to kick off the weekend. I must admit. I wish mm. it was maybe. I'm quite. I suppose I'm okay with it on a Friday night. I'm looking at that game and then I'm looking at the Sunday game, thinking could be a swap days around, but I can't complain. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Up next, Leipzig against Bochum. This is you wrote an excellent article about uh, Josko Guardiol. So safe to say he's probably the player to watch in this match. I think this is three points for Leipzig. I went for a 3-1. I just can't see Leipzig going with a clean sheet at the moment. But I still think they're going to win this comfortably. Mm, yeah, I, I've got to go for a 2-0 win for Leipzig in this game. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for the shout-out. Uh, my newsletter this week was basically on the fact that um, you know, spoke to quite a few people at the club, a few people who around Guardiola's camp, just kind of about what was being going on this season with him. And mm. um, the gist of the story is that he had a minor injury in the summer. He had to get surgery for it. And basically the club agreed to just really, really let him take his time to come back from it just so there wasn't any kind of long-lasting issues. And as a result, we haven't really seen him at his best uh, this season and he's now fully fit he played in two games for Croatia and international week if I'm not mistaken Mm. Uh, and basically I kind of dug into stats to point out that he's actually like their playmaker so I think with him back fully fit in the centre of that defence we're going to see Leipzig look a little different from what they have so far so yeah I think they'll probably brush Bochum aside quite comfortably Mm. yeah Uh, next is Freiburg against Mainz I went for a narrow 2-1 Freiburg win I'm actually you know, I'm excited. I, I'm going to get to go to Freiburg for the first time next week to see them in the Europa League. I got the accreditation sorted today. But uh, before they go to play in the Europa League against Nantes, they have to 
uh, deal with Mainz. And yeah, I, I think it's going to be at, you know, another three points for Christian Streich's side. What, what, what result did you go for? 2-1. Right. Yeah, I've gone for something similar. I've gone for a 1-0 win for Freiburg. Um, you know, Mainz have actually been quite good on the road this season. So, you know, I think they could probably cause quite a lot of trouble for Freiburg, who themselves have kind of struggled a little bit at home. You know, they've drew with Gladbach, they lost to Dortmund, but I think on the balance of things, Freiburg should be looking at this match to pick up all three points. So 1-0, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think it's going to be very narrow, but I think Freiburg should be able to edge it. Yeah. So the next one is your match of the week, Stefan. Köln against Dortmund. Um, not sure. I wasn't quite sure how to, how to approach this one, but I did actually settle down for a 3-0 Dortmund win in this game. Um Maybe a bit too optimistic for for Dortmund, but what do you think? Yeah, so I I kind of feel differently about this game. To be perfectly honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'm still not 100 convinced by Dortmund, obviously. But I think also the biggest issue is that they're missing quite a lot of players ahead of this game. Uh, you know, Terzic kind of announced uh, on Thursday that. Gio Reyna is injured again. Yeah. Uh, Gregor Cobell's injured. Uh, Sally Ozcan might play in this game. Um, but obviously Marco Royce is out as well. So that's that's three or four big players. Gio Reyna missing is not the end of the world because they have obviously Adeyemi and Daniel Malin on either wing. Maybe Mukuku gets a start uh, over Modest. But I just kind of feel like... I just feel like Dortmund are still a very different team without Cobell between the posts. Um, and obviously Royce is a big player as well. So I just think they're going to be... I think they might struggle against a very impressive clone side, to be honest with you, who looked good at home this season. So I'm going for a 1-1 draw in this match. And the reason I've picked it as my game of the week is because I think, obviously, you know, clone versus Dortmund is always an exciting derby of sorts. Not really a derby, but, you know, it's a regional clash. Um, Two great sets of fans. It's going to be so much fun in that stadium, and I think it's going to be really well contested. Yeah, I guess the big story this week was that there was some questioning on whether Gio Reyna should be playing for the national team, right? Mm. And then does go, and then he picks up an injury. And you just think, like, why? Why take him to these games uh, in the first place? It's just, you know, I know this is there's a lot of criticism in the States on, like, how, how Dortmund have treated his injury, but... Ah, if you crack Behalder, the national team coach, you just need to know better. I think he would have been served by just staying a week in Dortmund. That's just it's, it's absolutely bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, meaningless friendlies, and you know, you like he's a big asset for the U.S. national team as well. Yeah, I've no idea how Dortmund let that go ahead because, I mean, I can understand that sometimes pl- clubs can be a little too protective over star players when it comes to international games, but in the case of Gio Reyna and what he's gone through. They have to wrap him in cotton wool when he's not playing Bundesliga mm-hmm. like games, and that's just unfortunately the situation right now. So very unfortunate for Dortmund, and I think they might miss a few of those key players at either end of the pitch. So I think I I, I think they'll struggle. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's one of those things. I know Dortmund don't really have control over the situation because of FIFA rules, right? So I guess they had to send him, and there was a big deal made by Giorena and Dortmund that they would manage his numbers, but I guess. Yeah, some somewhere along the lines it was missed, and um, it's costing him a game, a Bundesliga game. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, uh, let's move on to uh, Frankfurt against Union Berlin. And I guess the big question here is: 
is Union Berlin still going to be first after match day eight? And I tipped a 2-1 Union Berlin win. So in my books, yes, they will be still first. What do you think? Yeah, so this is quite an interesting one. I think this is going to be a, a lot tighter um, mm. than you would usually assume. Um, you know, I think I, 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 as much as I like Union Berlin, obviously I wrote about it before the international break, I still kind of feel like they are, you know, they kind of are susceptible to dropping points in these games. Frankfurt have just been this kind of Jekyll and Hyde side. Um, I've routinely joked in the podcast, every time I watch them, they're terrible. And every time I don't watch them, they go on and win big games. Uh, and I won't be watching them this weekend. So I'm kind of inclined to say they'll pick up a result here. So I think this is going to be a 1-1 draw, um, to be honest with you. I think Union have looked good on the road. Uh, they obviously picked up that huge win against uh, Schalke recently and they picked up a decent win over Cologne. But it's an, it was a narrow win over Cologne and they've also drawn against Mainz. So I, 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 I don't know why, but something just makes me think these two teams might have to, they might balance each other out. I think, yeah. I mean, that could mean that Freiburg go top. Um, I don't have the table in front of me, but I guess we'll see how it all plays out. Good news for Union Berlin, though. Indefinite contract renewal for their coaching team. Mm, yeah, extremely frustrating. They didn't even mention uh, how many seasons are staying at the club. But yeah, I think that was kind of expected. Um, when I wrote that piece on Urs Fischer um, for the website last week, the impression I kind of got from people at the club was that he was very, very comfortable there. He's not the kind of guy who, yeah, you know, is driven by this kind of bloodlust to get to the very top, like some managers are. Uh, and some managers especially especially use the Bundesliga as a stepping stone to other leagues. He's not like that at all. So it didn't come as a great surprise to see him get a new contract and well-deserved. Yeah, definitely well-deserved. Um, up next, Wolfsburg against Stuttgart. And here I went for a boring 1-1 draw. Um, two teams that haven't really impressed me this year. I saw Wolfsburg, uh, I guess, two weeks ago now uh, against Union Berlin. And... There's absolutely nothing there. Of course, there's a bit of upheaval now at the club with, with Jörg Schmatke uh, stepping down in February, I guess, uh, when the Rückrunde starts. Um, Schinzelotz is coming in from Bochum. And um, Schäfer, Marcel Schäfer, is becoming new, the new director of sports. So a lot of turnover at the moment. <sighs> I don't know. I just can't see them getting all three points there. I think Wolfsburg is one of those teams that I had high hopes for and have just have disappointed all around this season oh yeah I, I was the exact same I had really high hopes for them maybe in the second half of the season we might see something but uh, I fear that might have to come after Niko Kovac moves on or a number of these players move on there's just seems to be some some seems to be something kind of brought into the core of the club right now with that squad um, and you know if you think 1-1's boring I've got something even more boring I've gone oh. for nil I've gone for nil nil <laughs> or 0-0 zero, zero, um, just because both clubs have really struggled to score goals this season. Wolfsburg have been general in te- terrible in general. Stuttgart obviously struggling since Kalasic has left. I think Borna Sosa is a doubt for this game. So um, I would not suggest this match to go watch this weekend, which, of course, now that I've said it, will probably end up being 5-4 or something. But uh, as things stand right now, I think it's going to be a very dull 0-0 draw. Yeah. Uh, maybe tune into another game. Maybe the next one, Werder Bremen against Gladbach. I went here for lots of goals. I went for a 3-2 Gladbach win because I don't think those two teams can help themselves. Uh, 
Niklas Füllkrug, maybe the player to watch. There is a chance he could make the German national team um, mm. squad for the World Cup. Yeah, I was looking at his stats recently this this season. I, th- I can't remember if you mentioned it in your article this week, but mm-hmm. his XG is actually very impressive so far. Yeah. Uh, his goals are just kind of lagging behind slightly, but you'd think that would kind of average out over the course of the season. Um, I've kind of gone for something similar. I actually think it'll be 3-0 win for Gladbach, uh, just mm. because um, I was looking at the expected points tallies um, for Bundesliga clubs. So the way that that works is basically, you know, analytics uh, groups, so in this case it was Y Scout, kind of take uh, each team's expected goals and their expected goals against. And what really interested me was that, you know, Bayern were top, but Gladbach were second, mm. uh, just above Dortmund. So, you know, I kind of wrote about this after the Gladbach game, and I was saying, or after the Bayern game, I was saying, you know, Gladbach have kind of low key been quite impressive this season, and I think they've continued continued to do that. You know, um, they've obviously picked up some really decent results in the last couple of weeks, and I think the key thing is that they defend very well. Uh, and on top of that, feels like they're kind of really beginning to get the best out of Marcus Turam, Hoffman's back, that whole yeah. kind of front line's working very well. So, yeah, I've gone for actually a comfortable three 0 win in this Gladbach game. Farkabal is a big story of the season already. Uh, it could mm. be, it could become the story of the season. Let's see. I mean, with a win there, they, they're jumping up quite high in the table as well if the other results pan out the way we think. So, yeah, definitely a team to watch. Um, this next one, Hertha against Hoffenheim. Hertha not as terrible as we feared at times. Mm. Um, Hoffenheim, a hot and cold team. So I went for uh, another 1-1 draw here. Mm, yeah, I think this is going to be very tight as well. Hertha have kind of looked better this season. Uh, I think their head coach this week said that he thinks his team are the best counter-attacking team in the league, actually, which is quite interesting. Mm. Um, and, you know, they have, I think they have slowly but surely kind of turned the ship to an extent. But yeah. I also think Hoffenheim are probably one of the best, one of the better teams in the league, not the best by any means. Uh, but they've kind of managed to kind of get going as well. So I think this would be a very hard for very balanced game which Hoffenheim will just edge uh, and I've gone for a 2-1 win for mm. Hoffenheim interesting uh, Gino Ruta probably the player to watch here he's been well, outstanding yeah also Angelino as well yeah. who uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw in my newsletter on Thursday but I pointed <laughs> out that in I didn't realise this until I was kind of doing a bit of research that he said in a match programme yep. in Hertha's in Hoffenheim's last game he joked that um obviously David Raum going to Leipzig and then Angelino going to Hoffenheim. He said that Hoffenheim got the better end of that deal. And yep. you know, you can't really argue with that to the at, so far. because uh, Angelino has really hit the ground running there. And you know, when I was kind of doing this piece on Leipzig, I was looking at the stats last season and Angelino's output from that left wing was just incredible. Um hmm. comfortably Leipzig's most accomplished crosser of the ball by potentially maybe twice as many as the next guy so you know it it's going to be really interesting to see how Ram's career plays out at Leipzig but it looks like Angelino's kind of proven a lot of doubters wrong at Hoffenheim yeah it, it's still a trade that looking back baffles me a little bit but I guess the price was Raum and therefore they went for it uh, without thinking about the actual consequences of what would, what it do, do to their squad I mean Leipzig in that case because it seemed almost a pointless transfer like mm. they were opening 
the way in Germany you say that I in the Baustelle öffnen, right? To open a construction site without having mm-hmm. to open one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well. I, 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 yeah. And again, I, I still don't really understand why a bigger club didn't come in for Angelino in that regard. Yeah, it's weird. But you know what? Fair play to Hoffenheim. They got a great player and he's doing very well for them. Yeah, they got a great player for way less than he probably should have gone on the market. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe something that down the line we should revisit because it is a really interesting topic. And I do, I, I, I mean, Angelino has a good point. Hoffenheim have gotten the better end of the deal thus far. Um, of course, it would be interesting to see how it plays out long term. So the final game of the weekend is Schalke against Augsburg. And I think... Schalke, because I was very impressed with them last week or two weeks ago now against Dortmund. Um, and I thought they, with a little luck, they could have gotten a result there. I think they are going to get a result against Augsburg. I think they're going to win this game 2-0. Mm, yeah, I've gone for something similar. I think it's going to be a 1-0 win just because I think, you know, as good as... Um, I think the thing about Schalke for me this season is that they've been quite good defensively, but offensively they're still trying to figure things out they've only scored eight goals in seven games in that Dortmund match they just had basically nothing going forward Mm. Uh, and it's actually something we spoke about when we previewed the league that you know they've picked up a few players but there's no kind of striker in that team who kind of stands out as you know a kind of proven uh kind of goal scorer you know obviously um to road is probably the, the most obvious example of that where he's only managed to pick up one goal so far this season um and historically has kind of struggled in the Bundesliga so I think but then I think we talked about this on the bonus show about how I think Schalke will be because someone was asking you know if Schalke should be looking at a new head coach and mm. I was saying well I actually think they've been okay because in these kind of fixtures they've managed to grind out results they've made sure first and foremost that they don't lose uh, and then they just kind of see if they can pick something off it. Um, and I think it's a perfect example of that. So I think it'll be a 1-0 win for Schalke. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see. Um, that wraps it up. I hope you guys enjoy the match day. Match day eight. Uh, the international break is over. So, yeah, should be a great weekend. As always, this show is brought to you by Bet Online. And also, please, uh, if you have a chance, check out our newsletter, and some great content on you. Stefan wrote something on Josko Guardiol. I have something on the German national team in Bayern and how the problems overlap this week. And um, we had a great questions midweek as well for the extra podcast, right, Stefan? That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great fun. And we've even possibly managed to find some Bundesliga fans in the US, some new yeah. friends. Yeah. So if you're looking for some engagement with other US Bundesliga fans, that's probably the place to find it. Um, so it's it's even good for that. Anyhow, I digress. We will be back next week with our full complement of shows and uh, newsletters. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.